Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I I am so passionate about meal planning, meal prep, because it literally changed my life when I started to understand this concept and not the concept of like, I'm going to make the same chicken, rice and broccoli and eat that for all of my meals forever and ever and ever. Right. (laughs) If you guys are like me, I need variety. I need to not eat the same meal twice in a month. Okay. And I mean, like I can do leftovers, like that's not a problem, but like, I don't want to be eating tacos every Tuesday. I don't want to be having pancakes for dinner every Wednesday or whatever it is, right? I want, need, crave variety. And I know this can be really hard for a lot of people, especially if they're, um, you know, counting macros or if they're trying to lose weight or they're on a specific plan or whatever. And that's why I want to share these concepts with you guys, because this allows me to rotate my food, to um, have food that like my family loves and is sustainable for me and my family. Um, so what to do about fast food? You guys, there's this concept that fast food is fast. (laughs) And I have bought into the gimmicks. Okay. I totally have bought into the gimmicks of fast food being fast. But how many times have you guys gone to a, um, a drive-thru and then they're like, okay, pull forward. And then you're sitting there for five to seven minutes or 10 minutes when they're making your food. And then when I started to calculate, okay, my drive there is X amount of time, then I'm waiting for 10 minutes, then I'm driving home, and then I'm eating, and then blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's honestly faster for me with these concepts to make food from home. It's more nutrient dense. And I like you guys even ordering pizza. Even ordering pizza takes like 40 minutes to get to my house. That may not be the case for everybody, but like there's this concept of fast food and I want to kind of change the way that you think about fast food. Hopefully that's my goal with today. 
is to change the way that you think about fast food and be able to look at food in a different light. So eating the scratch, okay? So instead of eating fast food, we're eating the scratch. This is the grab and go type stuff, okay? And this comes from prepping, which we're going to get to in just a minute. But grabbing and going can be a package of seaweed. It could be cuties. It could be apples. It could be protein bars. It could be a pre-made sandwich, pre-made salads, grapes, cucumbers, whatever. And so think about that as we go through the different types of meal prep. Okay. So what is meal prep? Obviously it is prepping meals, snacks ahead of time. Okay. Very simple, very easy. So there are different types of meal preppers. There are, um, the, there's three different types that I feel like I have identified. The first type is a minimalist. Minimalists, they make little to no plans for their meals. Their kitchen is unorganized. They're unsure of what's in the fridge, the pantry. They go grocery shopping and they see what jumps out at them. And then they often overbuy fruits and veggies and throw them out. And they swear they won't do it again, <laughs> only to do it again. And I've been in this category and I have justified it because I'm like, oh, I just feed the chickens. Oh, I just feed the pigs. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not that big of a deal. But when we add it up, especially with grocery prices going up over the last couple of years, ah, right? Like, I know our grocery budget has doubled slash almost tripled in the last couple of years, partly because my kids have gotten older and they're now eating more food. They're not eating like little birds. Um, and then there is the second kind, the extremist. So they cook and prepare meals um, all in one day for the entire week. There's little variety. They eat, there's minimal food in their homes and in their fridges. And it's difficult for a lot of people to sustain because they get what we talked about on the previous podcast, food fatigue, right? They're like, I, if I have to eat chicken and broccoli one more time, I'm going to scream, <laughs> right? And then there's the realist. Okay. And the realist is where I fall into this category. Um, you go grocery shopping, you come home, you wash your fruits and veggies, you cut up the fruits and veggies when possible, right? There are certain things that if you cut them up ahead of time, they're not going to sit very well, like tomatoes, right? Like they get soggy and weird and gross and the texture of them changes. Not my favorite. <laughs> um, so I cut those up, you know, when I need them. Um, in my home, cucumbers don't last very long. I have lots of little kiddos that love cucumbers. I love cucumbers. I would probably say they're like my, one of my most favorite vegetables to eat, um, you know, and snack on. Like I don't need to dip it in ranch or hummus or things like that. So that's one of my favorites to munch on. Um, so I do cut up those. I cut up, I usually buy two or three at a time and I'll cut one up. It will last a day, sometimes a day and a half in my home. <laughs> um, and like I shared before, I will oftentimes make veggie trays and this makes it really easy for my kids to pack their lunches, um, right before dinner is happening. I can pull it out and like, um, you know, they can munch on it or after school or whatever it is. Like it just saves me so much time. Um, and then this, third thing with a realist is they set up kitchen zones. 
you guys begin to understand how your kitchen can work for you instead of you working for your kitchen. Um, and we will get into those kitchen zones and talk about how to utilize those a little bit better. Um, number four, you plan and organize meals and you have a standardized grocery shopping list. We talked about that uh, last week in the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that. Okay. And then the last step of this is develop your own system that works because every single family is a hundred percent different. If you are a mom that has zero kitchen skills, my method <laughs> where I have all of the kitchen skills can do a lot of different things in the kitchen. I don't usually use a recipe. I kind of cook from scratch and I'm like, what ingredients do I have? And okay, I'll, you know, put this together and it tastes amazing, right? And I literally just had a friend today text me and she's like, hey, you know those popsicles that you made for your kids when they were sick? My kids have been asking for them. What was your recipe? And I was like, um, that was over a year ago. <laughs> I I literally have no idea. I looked up probably a couple different hydration popsicle recipes and then looked at what I had in my fridge and my pantry and um, made my own. <laughs> right. And I was like, I'm 90% sure this is similar to what I did. <laughs> and I was like, anyway, she kind of laughed about it. And she's like, you and your recipes, like, <laughs> you know, come on, Shannon. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I know what my family will and won't, won't eat. I know how to identify flavors. And so, you know, that's just how I cook. So what do you guys identify with the most? I want you to think about that. And maybe you're not, maybe you're a minimalist, right? Maybe you just go to the grocery store. You have no plan. You're not sure of what's in your kitchen and your fridge and you're hungry. And so you're like, oh, spaghetti and tacos and, and hamburgers this week. And then you get home and you totally forget about that, right? Um, and then you end up wasting food. Or maybe you do eat them but you're not getting enough or you're throwing stuff out or you didn't have time to cook and prepare it. And so whatever it is went bad because you didn't match it up with the activities that you had going on for that week. Okay. Or maybe you've done the extremist thing. Maybe you're trying to do it again right now because it's a new year and you're like, I don't know, like I need maybe a different system. Now, if that's the case, you guys know I just put together a 21-day challenge. You're going to be a couple minutes late jumping in to this. Actually, we're starting today at the time I'm recording this a little bit early, but you guys, we would be starting today. So if you want to jump in, listening to this, jump in right now. Like being a couple days late is totally fine. You're going to get what you need from the challenge um, and from this this these trainings, right? <laughs> okay. So think about that. Um, I prefer the realist because that realist method can adapt with you. You're washing fruits and veggies. You're setting up zones in your kitchen. You have some kind of plan in, um, in what you're going to do. Okay. So what is batch cooking? Batch cooking. So batch cooking is where you're making multiple things at once. The best method that I have found for my family is freezer meals. Now, in the past, I have tried freezer meals and things are mushy and they're weird and they gross and they don't like work well for my family and they've got weird flavors and textures and all the things, right? 
I no longer do that. I now have found recipes and I have refined this process so that when I batch cook, I, or batch prep more or less, I make the freezer meals. I can eat multiple times. And I was telling my friend that called me earlier, I was like, Hey, I haven't told you I've been doing these freezer meals and we've been doing them for a couple months. It, she moved out of state, so we don't talk all the time like we used to. <laughs> um, but I was like, I've been doing these freezer meals and I know you would love them. I know you would love them. And she was like, okay, you know, send me all this stuff. Like, I'll totally pay you. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is just stuff that I know your family would like. My family would like. Your kids love the same things um, that my kids do. And like, you're such a good friend of mine. And um, so I sent it over to her. And we were talking about this because her husband works out of town and it's usually just her and her kids. So she, if you are like me and her, when the husband's not there, it's kind of harder to cook. Right. And I was like, these freezer meals, I can make them. I can make about 21 to 28 different freezer meals, um, in about four hours, three to four hours. I have pretty much an entire month worth of meals in my freezer. And oftentimes those meals produce leftovers. And then we have, you know, fruit, food for the next day. And it has dropped our grocery budget and it has significantly saved me time. Instead of like being in the kitchen and working in a way with my kids and family, I now am able to go outside and play with my kids. I'm now able to jump on the trampoline with them. I'm now able to help them with their homework instead of being like, hey, you older kid, can you help this next one? Or having my husband do that while I'm trying to make dinner. And so it has given me time back with my family. Now, I'll be completely honest. We don't do that every night. Last night I was like, or yesterday, yesterday, um, I was like, man, none of that sounds good. <laughs> and we ended up doing breakfast for dinner. Um, we, I don't know the last time we've done breakfast for dinner. And so it was just really fun. Uh, my kids really enjoyed something different. And, um, the night before I was like, I really just want a steak and potatoes and veggies and, you know, salad or whatever. Um, and so that's what we did. So you have, like, we have these flexibilities because these freezer meals last for three months in your fridge, in your freezer. Right. So it's been phenomenal. It's been so amazing for us. So batch cooking is, um, cooking things, um, you know, at one time or prepping things ahead of time for cooking. Now there's a different kind of batch cooking that I want to talk about. So if you are not into freezer meals, and that's totally fine. What I also have done in the past is I have cooked chicken, um, cooked chicken for like the entire week. Um, and let me see, I don't know. I I've made notes, you guys. Um, I might talk about this a little bit later. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. I do. So we'll keep going and then I'll share a little bit more. So why do people buy freezer meals or frozen pre-prepped meals? Like why are we buying them? Because of simplicity, because of time saving, right? So fish sticks, chicken nuggets, um, what are those like microwavable dinners, like my, those TV dinners, that's the word that I was looking for. Because 
we buy those for for ease, for simplicity, for convenience, right? Not so much for nourishment, but for convenience, or we buy them for our kids. <laughs> so there are a few things that freeze really well that I've learned. Rice, casseroles, marinated meats. That's usually what my freezer meals look like are marinated meats. And so uh, I just pull it out and, you know, I have a, what is it? It's like an apple smoked pork, pulled pork, one that I make. It's in my freezer right now that I've like, oh, that is, that one's really good. Um, it's got great flavor. It's got a great texture. My kids had no idea that there were apples in it. So I was like, mom win, right? Getting some fiber in there for my kids. And my husband had no idea either. So double win. My husband loves fruits and veggies, so I don't worry about him. Um, but those pre-marinated meats, like they're so fantastic. I know exactly what I'm going to do with that apple smoked pulled pork, whatever thing. Um, when, when we decide to eat it, cooked meats. So chicken, pork, um, ground beef, ground beef is one of my absolute favorites to cook up like a big hunk of like, um, Sam's club or Costco meat (laughs) and, um, cook, you know, several pounds at one time and then freeze it into individual bags. And I don't season it ahead of time. So if there is a night where maybe I forgot to take something out of the freezer or I forgot to do a freezer meal or I forgot to whatever, I can pull that out and I can throw spaghetti together. I can do tacos. I can do, I don't know, a casserole or something because that meat is already cooked, all I have to do is warm it up. And it's unseasoned, it's unflavored, so I can flavor it however, however, whatever is going to work well for my family. The next one, oh my gosh, you guys, life hack right here. (laughs) Cookie dough. Cookie dough freezes phenomenally well. And I started doing this years ago when I started making gluten-free cookies. Because before I would buy like a tube I mean, I often made make cookies from scratch, but I would buy a tube of, um, oh my goodness, cookie dough. And then when I went gluten-free, I didn't have those same options because I was on a very extreme, <laughs> extremely tight budget when I went gluten-free. Um, my husband and I, I think I had like $300 for the month to feed my family. Um, my husband was going to school. We had two young kids. Um, and I couldn't afford the luxury of buying some prepaid things or pre-made things. I said prepaid, pre-made things and cookie dough was one of them. So I would double the batch and freeze them and I would pull out a couple little balls of cookie dough and um, pop them on a cookie sheet and cook them up and we were, we were good to go. It was fantastic. It really was phenomenal. So I'm obviously a huge fan of that. Um, bone broth, if you don't know how to can or jar things, bone broth does really well. You can freeze them in ice cubes. You can freeze them in, um, Ziploc bags. You can get freezer safe, I think plastic containers for that. So those make really great soups and stews. Um, soups also freeze really well, not noodles. Okay. If it is like a chicken noodle soup, not going to freeze well, but if it's like a chili or a Zupa Toscano soup or something like that, it's going to freeze pretty well. Bread, uh, pizza dough. So 
when I make homemade gluten-free pizza or if I make a sourdough um, pizza dough, I will often double the batch and um, <laughs> use one now and freeze one for later so that the next time my kids ask for pizza, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to make the pizza dough again from scratch. Like, you guys, <laughs> I don't always have time to do all of the things, right? Like most of us. And so, um, and there's, there's tons of other things, right? And so some of my favorite, my family favorite, um, batch cooking meals are things like baked ziti, chili, white chili, well, white chili or regular chili. <laughs> that is also a great freezer meal. We do like a Mexican casserole, um, a spaghetti bake, shredded meat, shredded meats, um, rice, bone broth, all of those things. My kids love baked ziti. It's like a comfort food. Um, and we just kind of layer everything together and it's, it's wonderful, right? Like when you need something warm and cozy, we do a baked ziti with some gluten-free noodles, um, and raw cheeses when we, when we can. So, um, so let's get into steps for meal planning and meal prepping. I want you guys to think about like, what is your current method for this? Like, are you doing something? Are you doing nothing? Um, where do you fall in this? Okay. So we're going to keep this really, really basic and we're going <laughs> to, we're going to go through. So step one, you are going to go grocery shopping. You're going to use your standardized grocery list. You're going to come home. You're going to get everything out. You're going to wash your fruits and veggies. Okay. And you're going to put away items like your meats, your cheese, your bread, breads, whatever. You're going to get out a cutting board, get out a knife and get out storage containers. And you will go through and you will begin prepping and cutting everything out, uh, or cutting everything up and storing it. Now, something that I forgot to put in my notes here is I like to tell people you have to market your food to yourself. I love glass containers because, well, number one, it's like better for you than plastic. <laughs> um, I do have a hate relationship with them because we seem to break them all the time, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, glass and like a tile floor, they just don't mix very well, but but, um, you can use, uh, the, oh my goodness, what is that word? Canning jars. You guys know what I'm talking about. Canning jars to store fruits and veggies in, um, or you can get whatever glass containers. And the way that I like to put them in my fridge is put those fresh, vibrant colors at the front of my fridge. So when my kids go to open up the the refrigerator at eye level, they're seeing oranges, they're seeing grapes, they're seeing apples, they're seeing, you know, all the fresh fruits and veggies and their eyes are naturally drawn to that area. And they typically will grab an apple, a grape, an orange, a couple grapes, <laughs> um, oranges, whatever it is, because I have marketed food for them. I have played into what grabs attention. And, um, the second thing that I do in, we have a, a fridge that has a little drawer. I have a little bin full of other snack type things available for my kids. So I oftentimes put in some meat sticks, like the Paleo Valley meat sticks. I put in, um, 
sometimes like little containers with different things. I'll put in some yogurts for them. Um, I just, I rotate through so much different things in that section. So they also know that they can go grab some snacks from that area if they don't want something else. And then in my pantry, I do something very, very similar. I have a snack bin in my pantry for my kids. And again, there's like, um, some bars, there's some, uh, what are those made good little granola balls, um, some fruit leather type stuff. There's some dried fruit, like dried mangoes in there. Um, you know, and I try to keep that stocked because my kids or school has also asked that they bring snacks to school. And so I want to keep things as healthy and nutrient dense as possible while also helping them to feel like other kids who might be bringing chips and candy and whatever (laughs) for their snacks, right? Like I want my kids to have similar experiences. And the way that I do this is by marketing things to them. I put in like trail mixes that have peanut butter or not peanut butter, um, M&Ms in there, um, peanuts and M&Ms and whatever. Um, some of my kids can bring them to their classes. Some of my kids can't. So they, and they know, you know, they know what they can and can't do in their class. Um, so that's the important thing with zones is thinking about how does your family utilize these spaces? What are the biggest pain points for you as the mom and maybe your husband and, um, your kids, right? Like if you have kids at home or whatever, and think about how to set up these zones in such a way that is going to be beneficial for you. So again, I'll just kind of highlight what I do for my family is about once a month, I go to the grocery store. I do kind of a bigger grocery trip and I have my list of freezer meals that my, my kids, my family, my husband, and I like, and then I come home and I prep for three to four hours, these meals, usually in Ziploc bags. Um, I have, you know, from Amazon, those little like stand holders. And I usually, if I'm making, um, one of our favorites is like a carne asada with like flank steak and whatever seasoned, I will make two of them. Like I double the recipe so that I can, you know, have it twice, do the work once and, and eat twice essentially. Um, and so I'll do two of them. I have both of them sitting up on the counter and I just throw everything in, blah, 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 throw everything in, label, date them, put them in the freezer and then on to the next one. Right. So it takes me about three or four hours. Um, and that's just me doing it. Okay. That is just me. That is not having help from my kids or my husband. If I get help from my kids or my husband, um, I can cut that time down, (laughs) um, almost in half because there's two of us that are making meals and prepping things. Um, and then I, I end up with 21 to 28. Um, I haven't done it this month in January because I still have stuff left over. We didn't use things as much during the holidays because we were eating with friends, family, whatever. Right. So for the month of January, we're in the middle of January, close to the end. And I still have several meals. So I just haven't done that this month. Um, and we're just fro- focusing on fruits and veggies and sides. OK, 
okay? Um, because we're we're using our stock. And then the next thing that I do is of those fruits and veggies that I'm buying, I am cutting things up and I have different containers that I use for um, my fruits and a different container for my veggies. So if I get a pineapple or not that pineapples, I don't think they're in season, um, but like a cantaloupe or a watermelon or some of those things that need to be cut up, <laughs> um, I will cut those up and I will put them in containers and when my kids, like I said, come home after school, need a snack before dinner, um, trying to pack their lunches or whatever, like we can pull those out and they can eat on them. Um, and so I try to rotate between fruits and veggies. Um, again, there are certain things that just don't save well <laughs> once they're cut up. Like I don't like apples when they're turning brown. Like it's, I just can't, I, I can't, I can't eat it. <laughs> so I cut those up usually last minute put a little lemon juice on it and, and they're fine. Um, and then, so then I have my freezer meals in my freezer zone. I have snacks and fresh things in my fridge. And then in my pantry, I also have snacks available to people that are healthy and whole foods. And so as I'm grocery shopping, those are the types of things that I'm thinking about is how am I going to fill up those zones? When I make my grocery list, I go, look, do we need a restock on, you know, fruit leathers? Do we need a restock on those made good granola bars? Do we, whatever, right? More things for the fridge, more things for the pantry. Like it, it doesn't matter, but I know how to utilize those zones for the maximum benefit for my family and how we're going to, how we are of course going to use them. So with that being said, we are going to end today. Once again, if you guys want to jump in on our 21 day challenge, head over to the show notes. It is originally $21. If you use the promo code, you're going to get 20% off for, um, for a total of like $16 and eight. 80 cents. So let's just round up and say $17. That's less than a dollar a day. You guys are going to be getting, um, 21 day meal plans, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, everything you need with a grocery list. You're going to get some additional education on meal planning, meal prep, and you're going to get 15 of my family favorite meal plan or meal prep freezer meals that work in the crock pot. So if you are a busy mom, and you don't have time to cook every night, or maybe you do, maybe you're a stay at home mom, but you still don't have time to cook every night, or you don't like cooking every night. These meals are going to be absolutely perfect for you. They're going to fit into your family. Your husband's going to love them. They're packed full of flavor. They are hearty. They are meaty. They are, they're phenomenal. I can't say enough about them. And so that's why I wanted to share them with you guys so that you can start to develop your own realistic way of meal prepping. All right, you guys, I will see you on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.